0: The ups and downs of being creative, discussed over cocktails with friends. You're listening to the Shakes. Um,
1: we'll sing the uh, peanuts, little birdie. Why you <laughs> gotta hum? hum.
0: A little birdie, that song always. I'm I just gonna say, it, really, I hate that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. What song? I don't know. Okay, song. well, here, this is it's a good This is, this is a good way to start this off.
1: It's a scene in Thanksgiving when um, Snoopy is getting Woodstock awake so they can set the table and get everything ready for the big Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Okay. And how's yeah. it go? And he goes, Little Bernie. And it's got like some kind of like <laughs> funk jazz. <laughs> oh, like, I love rick- it. We
1: were carving pumpkins and Laura was looking for peanuts Halloween stuff. And I was like, oh, we got to find the.
0: Little okay. Ben <laughs> Here's Why? my problem with it. Here is my problem with it. It feels so self-conscious. Like okay, I there was there was one time that I wanted to do like a blog post or a podcast episode or something about the kind of like self awareness of some forms of jazz. And that song, to me, falls square in the middle of the self awareness. Really? That yeah, I I don't know. There's just something there's something about it that's just like check us out. We're like Yeah <laughs> <laughs> like blowing its load all over the place. <laughs> and like you know that's Fuck funny. yeah, dude. That's check funny. us out. We are jazzing it. And that is and that is <laughs> that's my thing. Otherwise he, if he would have scattered, then that would have oh, been Oh yeah, the, it would've the... that it would have been game over. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't know. It just, that one is, it's just over. It towed the line and then went just one step over of, you know, kind of that self referential, self aware. We are just jazzing it for you. Yeah. And, and I, I can't get behind it. However, you know, on the other side of the coin, Charlie Brown Christmas. You you can't go wrong Beautiful. with any of it. That's all Vince. You can't go That's all yeah. Vince. Well, but you, I'm I'm pretty sure that Vince had something to do with with the little birdie. Skin. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just not one of it's his like, best pieces. Be totally self conscious in this piece. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like it's yeah, when you hear people especially when you hear people scatting, that is a that is a dead giveaway. It's like, yeah, we we're just going to jazz the fuck out of this.
1: <laughs> like I don't have any lyrics for this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. So that's that's step 1. Step 2 is, you know, overly overly um notey-full noodling, so like if you get like a trumpet, Notey-full like, noodling, yeah, you know. So so if you got like, you know, it's all going on fine, and then all of a sudden it's like, I <laughs> <laughs> so oh, love that shit. It's worse on saxophone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's sort of thing. that. Hoo! Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's like five times worse on saxophone, and I guess I say that from from being a you know alto alto saxophone player for a very very long time in my life. Yeah, you know, so you, so you get the yeah, but then when you start to get it, a... mm-hmm. I'm
2: I'm
0: I'm unimpressed by that. No. You, you know, I don't care how fast you can put your fingers down, <laughs> it just it's just not right.
1: My lungs just cleared out. <laughs> <coughs> I do feel like in i do feel like we need to mention um the passing of a great principal here in Kansas City, and I would say probably in the design world probably the u s if not the world yeah. uh john moeller mm-hmm. mm-hmm. passed away last week um rather unexpectedly got, correct yes i he was what sixty mm-hmm. um I had the pleasure of working with him for two years. Um, I wrote on my Facebook page recently. It's like, you know, I. It, it's so funny. I'm a writer by trade, but design has always been my passion. I, I realize that I don't have the talent for it, but I love it. Um, I say that, and I absolutely hate working with designers because designers don't appreciate true communication. And and I to this day, I work with designers and brilliant designers, and they still frustrate me. Um, but I can remember being a student and, you know, the, the stuff that they did for Mission Mall and for Tivel and for, um, you know, Des Moines Register and just absolutely loving what Muller and Company did. So when, when, you know, Laura, we, Laura and I worked in Omaha and, and when she got a job in Kansas City, I applied at Mueller and & Company and it was, it truly was a dream come true to come, you know, to be able to work with them. And the thing, the thing that, you know, if, if somebody said, you know, what did you love most about John Mueller was that he he had been doing it for so long, but you still, um, you know, you could still get, he still got carried away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do remember a, a story that uh, he and David, uh, David Marks told me about that, that he and David were talking about some concept when they're driving back from somewhere. And um, um, the more they talked about, it, the more excited about it, the faster that John was driving and to the point where they ended up getting to take it because John was doing like 80 or 90 on the interstate because they got so excited about something and that's the thing that I loved about John was you you could you could you know brainstorm with him and he just he still got so excited about stuff mm-hmm. and, and and you got carried away and and sometimes the ideas were fucking god awful but but you still had that kind of Let, let's get carried away with it
0: and yeah, that that's was, the that's, point. that's so fun yeah. That's so fun
1: and and he he always did that and, and and I loved I loved working with him so it was um very sad, and I think the- they had a memorial for him today at the art institute and and um you know I feel bad that I wasn't able to make that, but i have a I have a sick kid at home and and um but um anyway it was it was it was great to work with him and and I'm so sad that I do remember it's funny i um i do remember sitting with him and and he had recently seen the doctor and i said um how did it go? And he said, Well, the doc told me he's like he literally saw chunks of donuts floating around in my bloodstream, so he told me to to take it easy. So I think that that was probably a precursor of, you know, stuff that he was battling with and, and so it was, you know, it was it was terrible news, but you know, it's it was it was great to work with him. So
2: Did you ever work with him, Jeremy?
1: I did not. I did not. Nor did I. Have
0: but here but here's to John Muller. Here's to John Muller
2: tink mm.
1: oh god that stuff really opens up the lungs
0: it really does <laughs> it really The Rieger whiskey the Rieger whiskey yeah. yeah i had uh um here it is three weeks later and we're still drinking the Rieger <laughs> whiskey <laughs>
1: it is uh uh you know my uh I, I had a friend who he and i went through film school together um we always made the joke um In Reservoir Dogs, it's the, it's the, the, the dad who says, how about I get you guys a Remy? And, you know, he's like kind of holding, you know, he's rubbing Mm -hmm. his hands together and it's so smarmy and stuff. And we always made that joke. So when I graduated, he got me a bottle of Remy Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh yeah. So I was in Omaha and I had a friend over Dana Johnson, who listens to these podcasts. So I'm going to call him out. Um. He and I were in my apartment, and we're like, "Let's let's drink some Remy." So we like <laughs> poured it into a glass, and it's like, "Oh Jesus, that shit is strong." <laughs> so then it was like, "Okay, let's add some water to it," and we ended up, you know, it was like a it was it was a full glass, and it was probably a one tenth Remy and and nine tenths water. You know, that's a, like,
0: that's a that's uh, a brandy, right? I think mean? so. I don't yeah, know. I think I think it is. I think I it know. is. Yeah.
1: But oh god!
0: Well, was, that was just was like uh, yeah, when I was <laughs> when I was in college, uh, and uh, Tim Meadows was doing the ladies' man on Saturday Night Live, and always talking about cavatier, cavatier, yeah. And you know, and one of uh, one of my last times going to the bars and in college, we you know were and I was like, by God, I'm gonna have some cavassier. <laughs> so I was like, bartender, cavatier, please. Holy shit. <laughs> You know, spe- you know, especially for the guy who's you know having beers like all night, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna switch to brandy. Oh god. my god! Yeah. Okay, so you brought up something that actually is kind of interesting. I, I, uh, is something that that we've needed to talk about for about six years. Now. Is this an oh, wow. intervention? No, oh, okay. no, it's it's not an inter- intervention, but it's just something that that has kind of we we've we've skirted on the edge of it. But I think it's finally time to delve into this. There we go. Ooh, Six years. In. Be deep. I'm I know. Well, it's the whole film school thing. I'm excited. So so I I you know I know because I did a lot of uh film school things as far as what film school was at Oklahoma State University.
1: And in Nebraska, uh,
0: yeah, and and I would like to know what the uh, film school at the University of Nebraska <laughs> was and how that prepared you. Is that for Just the
2: journalism filming. school of journalism? Huh,
1: no, it was actually a film school, and and so uh, it was a film school by uh-huh. itself. Yeah, really, yeah, it was all by okay. itself. Okay. Oh, okay. And, in a university. No, no, no. I mean it was part of the university, uh, okay. but it wasn't like a division of something. It was hmm. I mean, it was in the arts college, but right, it was right, right. you know, it was a film degree. And um no, it was awesome. Um oh. it was um my my I I had two separate professors. I had June Levine who was um oh, she was about sixty. She um would dye her hair brown, um and but she would let her roots grow out so it was like half grey, half brown. <laughs> That's a she, hot she um she would sit in her chair and we'd talk film theory. Her bottom button of her shirt would always come unbuttoned so I could see her belly. Um <laughs> she really lived white? across the street from what's that? Does
2: she had a really white yeah. belly. Yeah. She Dish lived belly. across the
1: street from my from my grandmother. Um she was she she was great. Um I liked her a lot. Um my favorite film professor was the other one. His name was Wheeler Dixon. (laughs) Wheeler Dixon. Wheeler Dixon. And he um he used to edit Laverne and Shirley episodes.
2: Wow. And
1: um was a fantastic editor. I took my super eight class from him. I took my 16 millimeter class from him. <clears throat> we actually put together a feature in our 16 millimeter class. Um, he was a fucking super intense guy. Yeah. But what I loved about him was he and I mutually loved John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And so I actually saw, I mean, he would get 16 millimeters or 35 prints of John Carpenter films that I'd never seen on film I'd only seen on you know VHS sure. or something. So, and and he was the guy who <clears throat> I could get caught up in one scene and go, "Oh my god, that was fucking!" And he'd be like,
0: "Yeah, man, son, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. that was
1: that was fucking cool." And um, he he appreciated, you know. I always had, you know, it's like you get into film school and everybody's snooty and stuff. And I can remember when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw it and I had a great time. I had a great time seeing it. And it was I was in college and I was probably drunk when I saw it and stuff. But I remember writing a paper about that, about, you know, we're so mm. fucking snooty and going to see a movie is about having a good time. And I had a great time. And, you know, he read it to the class and he was like, you know, he ends it and he goes, powerful stuff, man. You know, and, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, and, and he he worked with Andy Warhol uh in the wow. factory. Whoa. Um and so he like had this soft spot and there was um actually the they had done Andy had done a version of kind of Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. Um and it was a single shot and everybody was fucking high and reading from um from scripts and stuff and it was horrible. <laughs> and he <laughs> He um, said that he's like, there are parts of this that are more powerful than Kubrick's Clockwork Orange. And I'm like, and I I wrote a paper about that. I'm like, how the fuck can you compare that bullshit to what Kubrick did and stuff? And, you know, it's like, powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. <laughs> and um, I do think that he was, I think he was upset with me that I did not pursue film. I think he was yeah. he was, because I tried to... Um he was a huge influence. I tried to, you know, get him to come to my wedding and stuff cuz he lived in Lincoln with his wife and stuff and he he just once he found out I wasn't really going to get into film, he just really didn't have anything to do with me, which was too bad, but Why didn't you get into film? You were dead to him. Yeah. I was dead to him. Um well, I I can't say that I didn't get into film. Well, yeah, I, I mean did. he did. That's the thing is is that everything <clears throat> You know, and it's it's what, you know, I mean, Jeremy knows he put together my site, but it's like the thing that's awesome is everything that I loved as a kid, you know, whether it be comic books that I was ashamed of, you know, I was I was ashamed to share with people, you know, the Flash Gordon soundtrack that I was afraid to show to people and and you know, Japanese robots and anime and animation and Ralph Bakshi films and all this stuff that I loved um, um, is is really, you know, in film, it's all the culmination of everything that I do. You know, it's like it's all a reference for what I do. You know, it's... it's, it's, it's right,
2: all. but how come you didn't become a filmmaker?
1: Um, because um, I don't... I'm not... I'm not wired for it. What's mm. that? Um, I'm not. Um I I I, I want to dream it up. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be the person that's in charge of executing it. Mm-hmm. Um, um you Which know, is I,
0: weird uh, for you to say.
1: Well, it's it's like you know, the thing is, is that I, I mean, I immediately wanted to jump to the director position and and I knew that if I got into film, I couldn't I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I had to. You got a grip, buddy. Pay my dues. I had to do all that shit, which I, I did. I mean, I was a grip on a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and um, and I just, you know, I, 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 you know, you, you know enough about. Hollywood and how it works and stuff and I just thought I don't want to be, you know, it's like uh um who are the two huge producers um that did Batman? They were hugely famous for a while, I can't remember. One of them died, but one of them was a fucking hairdresser. The the Tim Burton Batman? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um and one of them was a fucking hairdresser. And and I'm like I don't it was it was hard for me to go out and be the guy I mean, I, I have a, I have a very hard time with self-promotion. I have a mm-hmm. very hard time with that. Some people may roll their eyes at that and stuff, but I do. And no, and, I see uh, that you do. And, um, did you, was that sarcastic or was it? I don't think it no, was sarcastic. No, no, no. I, 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 looked I, over I at legitimately, hoping legitimately, was legi- no, <laughs> no, no. <nope, laughs>
0: I totally see that you do. And, and,
1: um, and I think that's, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I've. Forever, Well, you know, I'm my wife when, you know, when I got let go of Barkley and I was talking to recruiters, she was like, tell him you did the sonic campaign. And I'm like, I don't want that to be my thing. I don't, you know, it's like, it's like the politician that did Vietnam and talks about being a Vietnam vet. It's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. that's not why you were a fucking Vietnam vet. So you could use it later to get something. It's like, that's not why I did the sonic campaign. It was, it was, you know, it was, it was very hard for me. So it's like, I just don't think that I was wired for it. Mm-hmm. That's I, I interesting. don't.
2: You definitely have to be very confident and very like.
1: You do. Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to want the, this. I bring this to the table and yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's not true a lot of times.
1: Yeah. And so, but I, I still believe that I'm going to be involved in film in some way. Sure. You know, shit, sure. I'm working on a working Writing on a script. book and 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 it might be a screenplay someday and don't you have a
2: check-in day coming up a couple of weeks December
1: 14th, okay. 14th and Casey hasn't emailed me about it but mm-hmm. I'm on page 11 it's not oh, fantastic great. That's great. I will have to That's say good. it's the hardest fucking thing yeah. and I think about it every single day but god damn it it's hard you mm-hmm. gotta
2: just go we talked about this and last it's time.
1: and it's there's it's full of self-doubt and and am I writing it right? And am I being honest enough? And and if I write about this part of my childhood or my family and stuff, will so-and-so get pissed? And, oh, you can't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, you can't worry about that at I all. Know, can't I know. Worry about at that least that at not
2: all. right now. You got to just go I, piss right. everybody off.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. But then, <laughs> yeah. you know, then it's like um, the thing that's interesting is that you know, I consider myself this, 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 you know, it's like, I mean, this is really the culmination of a bunch of stories from my childhood and, and my adulthood and and my wife and, and, but it's not like full stories. It's not like, oh my God, we went out one night and we did this and we did this, we did this. It's like little itty bitty snippets. It's little things that I picked up. It's like, it's a story as far as, you know, my, my grandfather sat at the end of the table and he had the toaster beside him and he toasted everybody's toast. And it's like so fucking weird <laughs> and stuff. And so I worked that into, you know, my uh, Laura's aunt, when she felt really shitty physically, she would um pour herself a uh, beef bouillon and would warm it up and she would drink that. And she would feel better. So it's not like these long, drawn-out stories. It's like these little bits that I put in, and I'm trying to wrap kind of a story around that. Uh-huh. And so, hmm. um, so you know, I'm always asking myself. You know, I'm really struggling with voice. On, you know, I'm kind of doing the whole we and an observer thing. And I thought that I would, when I talked with the, when I talked about the individual characters, that I would go to first person but I think it's more comfortable and still kind of doing this observer yeah. mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And, and, and and honestly, it makes sense because I'm telling it from a standpoint of these are things that I
0: observed right. and I'm telling In your story. interpretation of memory. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So again, I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. It's, it's, so.
0: it's your own uh, Brighton Beach uh, memoirs. memoirs. I mean, yeah.
2: have you ever asked like other people about, like, do you remember Grandpa always doing the toast?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does no, everybody remember it the same way? Well, or? and it's funny, I... Um, I talked to, I think I talked to my brother about it because mm-hmm. it was funny. It It's amazing. The thing that's really cool is it makes me, writing the story makes me pay attention to every single day. I mean, I talked with a person who I worked with and she talked about um, a friend of hers who just lost her husband. And, you know, they go to um, Walking Dead every Sunday at at Screenland. And they do it for the sole purpose of they go out to dinner and they go see that because the woman said to her, um, don't let me lose myself. My husband just died. Don't let me lose myself. And I, I work that into my story. I mean, so mm-hmm. it's like it's not just like my past and stuff, but it's my every day. And I'm mm-hmm. like shit that's really cool and i'm going to work that in but it was yeah it's funny it is it is it's it's like like my little anecdote something happens and and it happened at the creative review table um at Hallmark and i told everybody i'm like yeah my my grandfather used to have this fucking four Mm -hmm. four piece toaster and he would toast everybody's toast and they'd pass it around. And I'm like, how (laughs) fucking weird is that? And then I I called my, I called my brother and I'm like, God, do you remember that? And he goes, yeah. And he also, he also had a percolator. He had it. He had a coffee right there and he would, he would pour everybody's coffee. And, and I, I, I told everybody that story and I said, I'm going to work that into my, and it is, it is the first part of the, the beginning of the story is first the prayer, then the toast. And, and, and the whole thing is about how everybody's kind of, somebody's died and everybody's waiting for the prayer mm-hmm. and then the toast. And that means they can finally eat. And, um, <laughs> but then, uh, uh-huh. then a lot of it's happened. It just kind of happens organically, you know, where I'm, I'm, uh, and maybe I talked about this. Um, but is like, um, um, I wrote about, um, you know my grandmother had this dining room table that you know to fit everybody around it had to, it had to be three sizes too big and and then i thought well it's funny maybe there was like an estate sale and she bought a cover for the table um and then i thought well okay i'm going to talk i'm going to talk about the detail of the table cover. So I start Googling, you know, elaborate table covers, and then I come across monogrammed table covers. And I thought, oh, well, that's funny. She bought a monogram table cover at an estate sale that is the monograms not of this family. So everybody's kind of made up what the, what the YSB stands for on the monogram. And so that was just like a little added thing that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, so it's fun. It's really fun. Um, the funny thing is, is that when, if only I could mow the lawn and write my book at the same time, that would be perfect. Because when I mow the lawn and it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours, it's like, that's when I'm always thinking about mm-hmm. the story. And, and, you know, and then I I feel like I'm so charged. And then by the time I get done, uh, either other shit comes on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck, I'm so tired. It's like, I can't. Yep. So,
0: but, I bought uh, chopsticks in an estate sale one time. <sighs> chopsticks. Seriously, Damn, I did. Why? Ivory <laughs> chopsticks, huh? Ivory? No, they were enamel. They were. They were. I still have them. Bought a bunch of chopsticks and some postcards. <laughs> nice. Postcards I've never shopped in in estate. Sale. Anyway, what I was going to say was <laughs> that I, I was. Gonna, it, it's interesting to me that you actually had a film school because. Our our film. yeah to finally get yeah. to the point <laughs> twenty minutes later yeah Jesus Our film school was actually a uh, a subsection of the English department
1: you know what mm, you know what I think, I think I, yours I think yours was probably something yeah, like I think that you're absolutely but, right
0: but our our film school was really more how to make the next Roger Ebert like y- your film oh, school funny. was to become a, a film, film critic yeah. And so and so I, I pretty much all of my film classes that I took were, you know, am- among a criticism vein. I was one of the only people who actually made anything. And so. And then
2: everyone else criticized
0: it. Well, well, no, I mean, it was it was really interesting because one one of the film classes that I took is is there were different final projects for the, for that semester that you could do. You could, you could write a paper about this or you could do that or whatever. And, um, one of them was, you know, make a short film about something. And so, uh, myself and, and my, uh, and my roommate at the time, uh, Dave Colleen, uh, we were, you know, film, we made films and we would it, put them up on the internet about 10 years before YouTube ever existed And uh, and so we we made like this 15 minute film called Randomonium, which basically was kind of like this guy changing the channels on a TV, Uh you know, and so it had all these different kind of skits and kind of vignettes and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just really weird because it was not it. What I was doing was totally counter, you know, counter to what. The film school there was really actually about That's like awesome. the like the two guys that were the that were the pillars of the department. One guy was, and I'm I I've been trying to think of it this whole time. He was either one of the nation's firm foremost experts on either the grapes of wrath or <laughs> birth of a nation. Oh, I God. can't quite <laughs> remember which, oh, but God. it was neither neither one was you know really that great. But um, then uh then the professor that that I did the project for, he was one of the nation's uh, foremost experts on Alfred Hitchcock movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, and which actually ended up to be a really interesting thing uh, since he knew that I was actually wanted to practice filmmaking. He actually got me a couple of PA gigs. Like there was a, a a TV crew or a film crew that came in, they were shooting a spot and he, and somehow they, they, Told him that they were coming and so I PA'd for that and then but there was a E remember E True Hollywood story? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> there was an E True Hollywood story about Alfred Hitchcock. And he was interviewed for the show. And so he said, There's there's a crew coming to my house. Uh, they're gonna set up and everything. Can you know? Can you do the interview? And so basically, oh, I wow. did. Yeah, I I asked him the interview questions, and he and he did all the oh, sound wow. bites and stuff. So I actually have credit in an E that's True huge. Hollywood story. Oh, that's when cool. I was in college. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was like nineteen ninety seven. You the yeah. nation's foremost yeah. expert. Yeah, author. that's kick ass. Yeah, it was awesome. That's very. Cool. It was awesome. So yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I guess you know for you know to, to answer joy's question why did you not go into it um because i was doing really dumb shit and you but can't make money doing dumb like, shit well i <laughs> mean
1: it's like well, it's it's like well how do you define you know i mean are you Oh it was, no, have no, no. Full it was dumb shit feature it was
2: dumb shit it was it was what you would go happen to film school then you, you make films and yeah. i i get that it influenced everything you're doing but, but i made films right but that's that's generally the biggest reason is because money Right. But you can make money as long as you can sell, sell, sell yourself, which yeah. is also very hard. And
0: it's very hard. But yeah. you also, I mean, you have art institute I didn't, background. Yes, I didn't go to
2: film school. But you didn't? Really? No, no, no. I just have a, a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with an emphasis in photography and video. It was not film school. Did you, don't you dare call it film school? That's where you went after the arts. I'm kind of.
0: I feel a little bit disappointed right now because I just felt like you were just like this. You know, you, like you were you were the pantheon. I was, but,
2: but it wasn't called you film were, school. Film school was
0: photography in L.
2: A. No, it's where you went. And oh, so all you did was film, 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 film. Okay, so film, so you did film. so
0: you did KCAI, and then if you got done with that, then you went to you the gone. film school at the L. A. Arts Institute.
2: Then you'd go to film school. I did. I did
1: apply. To NYU, okay. So NYU did I. Film I did not school.
2: get in. No, I did not
1: either. <laughs> Actually, I should have gone to what I what I if I really wanted to. I should have done a year of residency in LA, and I should have gone to UCLA because the because that was a very very good film school, and um, um, uh, tuition was nothing when you had yeah. residency there. Mm. And because yeah. we yeah. went to we went to I I did a when I graduated high school. I did a media workshop where we stayed on UCLA campus for a week while we toured all the different studios and stuff and got to meet with different people. It was kick ass. It was wow. awesome.
0: And um it's like shit, man, I should've should have done this. Yeah, see I did I didn't do anything like that. Yeah. I was still I was still making, you know, little digital shorts like feng shui yeah. the clash of the, fl- the plush, Clash of the Feng Shui Masters. <laughs> we need Which? to get these. Were oh, they like, they're all on YouTube. Were they're, they're all on like, YouTube. Were they
1: like rubbing dicks
0: or something? No, they <laughs> weren't rubbing. No, no, they no they were they were trying to dominate each other by you know furniture placement and stuff awesome. like that. Which incidentally, one of the guys that I what,
1: just hit 500 hits. N- yeah, no.
0: actually, yeah. <laughs> one of the guys that I worked with on that particular short, uh, one of my collaborators, actually, for like the past five or six years, has been the lead director. For all of the uh, Saturday Night Live digital shorts, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Okay, you have a quite a filmmaker's resume. I that's do kick ass,
0: and and but, I'm, but yet I'm sitting here talking to you guys. How what clever is
1: that? How clever <laughs> is that? The the Battle of the feng Shui. <laughs> oh Master? yeah, I love yeah.
0: that. Yeah, I mean, and 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 yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, he turned it into he after after he left. Uh, OU, because I went to OSU, he went to OU, then he and some friends, they did a did a thing online called Honor Student, kind of like Andy Samberg did like Lonely Island that turned uh-huh. into, so he did Honor Student, which turned into a Saturday Night Live gig, and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and, he, and he has, he's been, he worked for Funny or Die for quite a while and did Saturday Night Live, yeah, I mean, he's still with Saturday Night Live right That's now. That's cool. So I've been trying to get him on the show, it's just, you know, I mean, trying to get somebody like that on the show is really tough. Yeah, so well, we, well we had good of,
1: times. Speaking of big timey <coughs> Hollywood stuff, I went to the premiere of North Pole, the Hallmark movie. Oh, I heard about <gasps> that. Yeah, I went to that last week, and and spent some time in L.A. and mm-hmm. and uh, saw Tiffany Theisen.
2: Mm. Uh, it's Tiffany Amber Theisen from. It's State not. Bethlehem. It's oh, actually she dropped the amber? Tiffany
1: Theisen, and it's nine zero two one zero
2: back and
0: no she's always gonna be from saved by the bell to me
2: luke
1: perry was there right um why was all of 90210 there i don't know i don't know why luke he was a friend of the channel so he was there tiffany Thiessen, um she's so hot because it kind of i i I told everybody i told everybody i'm gonna i'm gonna try and make out with her (laughs) And That's what I did. I think That's she, I think I she got a heads up about yeah. it because she was <laughs> she, hanging out on way a way over there on a um, uh, kind of a porch by herself, and she had her husband going out and getting her drinks and food. And, oh jeez,
2: um, I don't like this. This is not um, a good story.
1: Bailey Madison was there. She's a young up and comer. Uh, she was in an uh, Adam S- uh, Sandler movie. She's one of the oh main Billy characters. Madison, right? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. She is like I I I met her and I went to shake her hand and she's a hugger, <gasps> oh. she's a hugger. Uh oh! And I was like, okay, yeah. So here we go. Your agent told you you need to you need to be the person that hugs everybody.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. So um, see, I just Bruce, read an article about how it's how it's like good to be the person who steps in. Oh, but, but that agent stepping in—that's yeah. for amateurs. Uh, Robert uh,
1: Wagner. Really, and yeah. Jill Saint John. Wow, who looks like if you touch her, she's going Gonna to crumble. F- yeah, um, and Bruce Boxletter. Do you know who Ooh, I'm talking about? Yeah, I do.
0: Bruce Boxletter. <laughs> so
1: Tron. I saw him, Fucking Tron. and I'm like, and honest to God, with the exception of having, I mean, he has gray hair and now. And what was so that? Looks, what was that TV show he, looks, he was on? I don't know, but it was like, like Indiana Jones. I, I show. saw him, and I'm like who the fuck, how do I know this guy? Yeah, it's Tron? And, and the guy who I was with, Nathan, who I want to have from deep Local. it's like, I think that's Bruce box light lightner. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck. So I had to look him up and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Tron shit. <laughs> so yeah, he was, um, yeah, he had like a,
0: like an Indiana Jonesy kind of yeah. show, like, you know, M- Mongo Flinghafen and the adventure of the <laughs> diamond come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the? Mongo Hoffman and the Diamond Adventure of cum. the Diamond Cuff. Um, so that was that was fun. I mean, we went, we saw it at the Grove, and and it was cool. I mean, it's just all that shit. I don't know. It's like it's that's awesome know, it's though. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. It was very fun. It was. Very, and then did a shoot in uh, Pasadena the next day, and and. God, every house in that neighborhood. It's like that could be in a movie. That, that yeah. house could be in a movie. That house could be in a movie and it was all Probably was. was all, LA probably story. Was, yeah. Probably was. Yeah. So.
2: What were you shooting?
1: Shooting a Hallmark commercial. Oh nice. So, yeah, it was fun. His next short film. My well, next so. short film. Mm-hmm.
2: It was in LA, so. Yeah, or Pasadena.
1: Yeah. Pasadena.
0: Pasadena. Um, speaking of so it. So that
1: was story. fun. That's and awesome. And I almost died yeah. twice coming back.
0: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Well,
1: you know. But I got a hundred and fifty dollar voucher for my trouble. <laughs> Thanks, Southwest. You're
2: putting a price on my life. You
1: probably took about five <laughs> years off my life in worry. And actually, it was funny uh, when they talked about the hydraulics and stuff. The um, uh, the vice president of advertising uh, at Hallmark. She, unbeknownst to me, she's a horrible, very nervous flyer. And she, you know, she was looking up, and she had. You know when we landed, she's like, "I'm about ready to cry." I think we're lucky to be alive. And I was like, "Why?" And she like looked at a site that said, "If you're flying this type of plane, this is what the hydraulics going out means." If you're flying, th- and it literally had, "If you're flying like a um um a something eighty uh uh plane." Um and your hydraulics go out. Say your prayers is what it said. Oh
0: my God! I'm like, quit fucking looking at this that. This is why planes should not have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go. And Good uh, God. Um,
1: evidently, there were two old women behind her that were like, "Well, it's been a nice life." Oh my God! And they're like, "Did you bring a Bible?" Are you and when you they announced that the hydraulics went down, they're dumping. Uh, I I I immediately put my headphones on, and I just listened to music until we landed. And I'm like, I'm so glad I did because I didn't uh, want to hear. I bet that was intense, yeah. I didn't want to hear all the bullshit around <sighs> me and stuff. And I was just like, we're going to. And I told everybody, I'm like, look, I don't know how I'm going to die, but I know I'm not fucking going down in a plane. So as long as you're flying with me, <laughs> it'll <insane>. be fine. <laughs> it'll Even
0: be though fine.
2: we're all going to get on this next plane, yeah, it's it'll also going to have problems. Yeah,
1: it's going to be fucked up too,
0: but, you know. But that's all right because we'll I know. Fly. It's a I, fact. I, I may, I may be
1: bruised so- and I may lose about sixteen <laughs> limbs, but I'm gonna fucking make it. So, how this thing alive?
0: Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. So,
1: God, that's scary. That like, is scary. Jumping gasoline. Uh, yeah, fuel, yeah. Rather. At thirty thousand feet, it's like, and and the reason why they're doing that was, I guess, when certain hydraulics are screwed up, the heavier your plane is when you land, the more damage you end up doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're lighter, mm-hmm. then it's less maintenance on the plane. And hey, how about sharing that with us, fucking pilot? Right. Hey, how about giving us a heads up instead yeah. of
0: just we're instead dumping of, fuel? I'm trying <laughs> the to we're hope that fuel. we, yeah. yeah, we're dumping Maybe fuel. Maybe we won't be a fireball, Phoenix.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what I think. I'm like, we're dumping fuel because we're, we don't want to be a big fucking flaming fireball yeah. when we land. Yeah. Damn.
0: So Shit.
1: I did for a second. I thought I'm gonna find the hottest woman on this plane, and I'm just gonna like. Why does it always go let's to that? Do, for let's you. do the mile high club. Because I'm just. And then I'm gonna down. eat you. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> then I'm gonna <laughs> eat you. I'm going to, we're going to hit it and then I'm going to go cannibal on your ass because I probably have, I probably have about 30 more minutes and I've always wanted to know what it's like to be a cannibal.
2: Let's go. (laughs) This plane's going down.
1: And I hear that it's the hottest woman that tastes the best. So let's go.
2: But first, blow me. (laughs) It's going to be the best last 30 minutes of your life, yeah, bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we landed safely as I've got, like, I've got flesh hanging from my mouth. Oh, shit. She's going to need a doctor. Oh, shit. I just ate this woman, and we landed safely. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to jail.
0: God damn uh, it. Uh, <sighs> So anyway, all right. So we uh, we're we're gonna take a couple weeks off (laughs) for uh, and that no, Pat's gonna get some therapy, and (laughs) we're gonna take a couple weeks off around Thanksgiving. So I I believe that this should be right around Thanksgiving, and um, we're not gonna do a Thanksgiving episode, and we'll come back in December ish. Because the holidays are fucked up. And uh yeah, so you know, here's here's something just off the top of my head that, that you can do to kind of help us out. Help out the network, help out the show. Email us at the shakes at misfitrad.io tell us what kind of things you would like to hear from not only you know this show or or if you're you're a fan of some of the other shows we would like to hear kind of what you think of what what would be what would be a good 2015 for you if you had a you know you a, a perfect uh, you know so we, we can get started on that now i mean we've got a few episodes before the end of the year and that's fine but might as well get it on your radar now so, you know, what, what uh what do you what do you wanna hear in twenty fifteen? Diamond cum. <laughs> diamond cum. I you go. know, I think I think we need to go back and research that a little bit more. <laughs> so I wanna know all about Diamond Cum <laughs> by by God. the by the end of uh, February. I'm gonna be an expert Done. on Diamond <laughs> Cum. So yeah, do that and uh, you know, yeah, I guess maybe, you know, give us some uh, give us some money via tugboat so Pat can have some therapy? because we really need to get beyond this cannibalism thing. Yeah, it's uh, terrifying. (laughs) It's really
1: terrifying. I want to go zombie before (laughs) zombies happen.
0: Uh, All right. Well, then, uh, so you guys have a, a good Thanksgiving holiday, and then I guess we will say for now, bye. 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 Happy Thanksgiving.